Kiora Koto, we're Jen and Jane, co-founders and online business coaches at Jen and Jane's Excellent Adventure. And this is your Excellent Adventure podcast. We're on a mission to help women strengthen their relationship with money, boundaries, and owning their CEO space. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into business strategies, mindset, and truth-telling about the areas of business ownership we rarely speak out loud. You'll find lots of swearing, lots of laughter, tips and tricks, and insightful coaching questions. And you'll leave feeling confident to tackle the roller coaster that is business. We're so glad you're here. Ah, money, that old beast. Just the word can bring up words like greed or abundance. When we change the way we feel about money and uncover the stories that surround it, our businesses change. Our sense of self changes. If you want to feel differently about money and start getting what you want, and this episode is for you. Kiora Koto and welcome everyone. We're going to start the conversation about money. Money, 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 money. Hello. Hello, Jennifer. Hello. Hello. How, How are, are you? you? <laughs> yeah. Tell me, what is your relationship with money? Say that word. What do you feel? I fucking love it. I love money. Yeah. <laughs> it's so uh, good. <laughs> I love it. Now, was your relationship with money always like that? No, never. I had a very uneducated and unknowing relationship with money for majority of my life. And I also thought I just was never going to have a ton of it because I always just had examples around me of people working really, really hard and not having as much as they wanted. So I just thought I was going to be the same. And so what changed for you. Can you pinpoint something or was it a period of time that something happened for you? I think it was when I first went out on my own in my own business, like what, three, three years ago. So really not that long ago where I decided that I wanted to change my relationship with money because I didn't want to start my own business just to survive and just yeah. make the bare minimum and just pay my bills. I actually wanted to travel and build that actual freedom and flexibility into my life. I knew I knew I needed to learn more about money and why I didn't have a lot of it or why I was always taking jobs that paid me shit and working tons of hours and not understanding that I could charge more and I can work with people who respect my prices and my work, but also at the same time learn about money mindset for the first time and yeah, how yeah. I was I was actually keeping myself from earning more because of all the things I was telling myself I can't charge that much I can't work that type of project or I can't work with that client they'd never work with me all oh, they're too big to work with me I put a lot of roadblocks in front of myself when it came to money in general and access to money with that change in mindset and we know that money conversations are everywhere. It's really interesting. The more you learn about money and the more you understand your own money mindset, the more you kind of, you see it everywhere. It's so huge. It's such a huge, complex topic for something that we have made up, that we've, you know, we've created. This thing isn't real. What mm. What's the thing that you still hope to understand about it? Oh, that heaps. There's so much. I definitely want to understand how to maximize it not just own it, but invest it and build that compound interest of it and build wealth more than just have money in my accounts. 
So yeah. there's a lot of learning in that aspect that I would love to start, you know, building into my daily practices, you know, whether it's an online course or reading more, just really getting involved in understanding how to maximize my efforts with money rather than just keeping it. Yeah, totally. I've really noticed with some of the new work that I'm currently doing, having the conversations about money, is it, it's kind of like starting again, not for myself mm. because it's a, a whole new group of people that I'm around. When I've been having conversations about money, I, I've, I've gone back to that whole conversation I had three years ago about being aware of the feelings we have when we talk about it, being really uncomfortable around it, being really uncomfortable about asking for it. If you want more of it, it is your responsibility to mm -hmm. go and, and find it or ask for it and not leaving it just up to, oh, so-and-so will just pay me that, or that'll just come up in my next appraisal, or that'll just come up in my next contract, and saying, no, actually, that's your responsibility, because what if that doesn't happen? What if that yeah. doesn't appear out of nowhere? And these conversations I want to talk about, how much our money stories affect us, how much they affect us in life, in our relationships, in our work, in the way we feel about ourselves, in the way that we feel about money in general, and the way that it affects us every single day in the things that we do, in the exchanges we have, in the conversations we have, in the way that we feel about ourselves, just appears everywhere. Yes, money is attached to every single thing we do in our business. And also in life, if you know, you partner, got to pay bills to survive. And the, the self-awareness aspect for me is how is how I feel about money affecting my self-worth, my self-confidence, my ability to show up as the person I want to be in life, show up as the business owner I want to be, as the sibling and child and friend. And it's really interesting now because I have done a lot of work around money to see how much it's affected my relationships with my parents and my friends who have never talked about money and how sticky those conversations can get quite quickly. Yeah, really sticky. Really sticky, but also with my <laughs> parents actually having really awesome conversations with them around money, why we didn't talk about it growing up, how much they had and learning a lot about their money mindset and where that came from. And having a very honest conversation has been awesome because yeah. for me, then I get to see, oh, no wonder, no wonder we didn't get to do this or we got to do this. No wonder I was able to play sports or no wonder I had money after college, it's because my parents put some into a, a bank account without me knowing and certain things that you wouldn't know unless you actually had a conversation with them. It made me appreciate them so much more. And it has affected our relationship as in it's brought so much more honesty into how we can talk to each other because I actually know where they stood and why they did what they did. Yeah, it it feels heavy. I mean, this this even this episode feels heavier than any of the other light and breezy <laughs> episodes we've done, where we've talked about struggles about business. But it, it does it feels heavy, and and I think the thing I loved about what we did very very early on was one have really honest conversations about what we wanted, but also when we sat down and put out, we did pricing or whatever for our groups. We were like, yeah, we're scared, but we're going to do it anyway. And yes. just that 
ability to have somebody else to go, yeah, this is really scary, but this is a level that we have to now go into. And if we stay where we are and we stay doing the things we've done before, we will never expand how people see us, the work that we do, the way that we feel about our business. And I'm so glad we stepped into that space, even though we were scared. It was such an exciting time. And I think for people who are out there, before we go into the questions you want to ask yourself or the things that you want to cover, you have to say, am I scared of this? And is that fear going to keep me doing the same things over and over and over in a cycle that we see lots of women in and never leaving, doing this, you know, charging the same amounts, wishing for more money. It doesn't come along not putting themselves into those places in their business that scare the shit out of them, but they're just going to do it anyway. And then there's a lot of the comparisonitis online of, oh my gosh, they charge that. And then it's almost like you resent them for charging a price that you wish you would. And yeah, it's, it's interesting the dynamics that, money puts in front of you as far as this person could be your friend or this person is somebody that you communicate with online and are kind of like your online bestie. And then you see their prices and you're like, if they can do it, I should be able to do that. What? They don't even have half the experience I do. And you start start saying like mean shit. (laughs) But then you don't do anything about your current situation to change it. That resentment just builds and builds and builds. All you really do is hate scroll and hate follow and don't do anything that it actually affects your business or your life. I'm just going into a memory of the conversations I've had before for myself, but also hearing the ones that clients have about, you know, I really want that thing, but there was a post up the other day Mel Robbins put up that's like, are you sick of the same old shit? And that shit is like your shit. And at some point you have to step into, this is really scary and what will people think, but do all that stuff regardless of what your brain is telling you. I just think we see it over and over, these cycles of unhappiness around Mm. money and just never, ever doing anything different about it and just sitting and wishing that something was different. It's it's never going to be different. It's never until you... Put yourself in a completely different realm with your business and the way that you price yourself and the way that you feel about it. I think the first thing to look at is if you're somebody out there that's listening to this that's never delved into your money stories or you've never thought about the way that it affects you, start to ask yourself some questions about money. What is your current relationship with money? Do you hate it? Do you feel bad about wanting more do you hate it in general do you love it do you want more of it when did you first become aware of it where was it in your household who talked about it or didn't talk about it was it scarce was there an abundance of it were there savers were there spenders how do you currently get paid well if you looked at your business and it might be you might have a side hustle you might have a 10 year old business you might just be going into business How do you currently get paid? And is this the way you want to get paid? And if not, why not? If you don't want to get paid by the hour, and that's the way you're currently doing it, what is the alternative and why are you not doing that right now? What is stopping you from being paid the way that you want? Whether that's a monetary amount, whether that's by contract or by hourly rate, what is stopping you 
that leads back to that first question I asked, which is what is your relationship with money and where did that come from? It's funny because all these questions and all the answers really come down to pricing and, (laughs) you know, like charging for your experience and making very small but subtle moves that are going to change your life and your business dramatically. And that money mindset, like you said, if you've never understood where your money stories come from, that is number one. That is the number one thing that you need to do is you need to work on your money stories and figure out whether or not the money mindset you currently have is one you actually agree with or is it one you've inherited or one you've taken on because of your social environment and work on that because you will never, ever, ever change and get paid what you want because you will put a million hurdles in front of yourself to get there. Yeah, totally. I know when I when I think back to the way that I used to price myself. So if you've got somebody out there who's like, yeah, but Jen, I've got no clue how to price myself. That was me. I literally had no idea as to what I should be charging. Just plucked a number that felt safe, comfortable, or I felt all right about asking. And when I look back, it was like I couldn't pay for postage stamps. Do you know what I mean? Because in in the industry I was in, nobody talked about what they charged. You couldn't really even go online and start having a bit of a research because it was hidden away as to what people were charging. I have literally no touch points. What would you say to somebody who's like, yeah, but Jen, I have got really no clue as to how much I should charge for my work. I think it comes down to what do you want to charge and also being a little bit more strategic around your pricing as in what industry are you in and where does your brand position itself in your industry? Say for instance, if you are working with beginner graphic designers, you're not going to charge $15,000 an hour <laughs> to to work with beginner graphic designers. But if you are positioned, if your brand's positioned as a luxury travel agent, then you're going to be working with luxury hotels and five-star restaurants or Michelin-star restaurants. That brand position has a lot more money to spend. I find it's really hard to start because you second guess yourself a million times. The one thing I would do is look at where your brand is positioned and who you're serving and start from there. And then the moment you get five clients or have sold a certain amount of products, you raise your prices and you're responsible for doing that. Saying, for instance, when I get five monthly social media clients that have stayed with me for six months, I'm going to raise my prices. Instead of thinking your price is like a concrete in cement, can't change it ever again. Be a lot more fluid with the fact that this is just a starting from. This is where I'm going to get practice. And this is where I'm going to see whether or not I have, you know, a lot of people wanting to work with me or not. And again, the data doesn't lie. If you've overpriced yourself, you're not going to get that many people engaging with your business because it might take quite a long time for them to trust you, especially if it's a big investment. But if you allow yourself to have a starting from price and then give yourself milestones or goals, 
to then raise your price every milestone. It then allows you to build your experience along the way, get those testimonials, revamp, edit, whatever you need to do to to make your product or service or experience better. And that's how you start to increase your price. I think we just get into the habit of it's one price forever and ever and never again going to raise it. And then you're stuck with it. Yeah. And you know, plucking money and prices from thin air is a big thing. I started this business so many years ago. And where did your prices come from? Oh, I just kind of grasped. I, you know, chucked something out there that I thought felt all right. And people were like, mm. oh, that's okay. Or yeah, I'll mm. work for that. And you've been at that for a long time. You've never adjusted it because you feel bad. I'm going to say that in inverted commas. But that feeling is attached to something. It's either a feeling that is attached to you have created a story in your head that says everybody's going to hate me if I change my prices. And yeah. that ability of not sitting down and actually saying to yourself, what is it I want to earn? And I am worthy of. That's the next step. Like, what do I want to earn? And actually believing that mm. you are worthy of earning the money that you want to earn rather than, oh, look at that person over there. I'll never be that. Yeah. That will never be me. I'll never get to that stage. I think it's something along the lines of being honest with yourself and getting support and help around finances. So if you've never priced anything before, that's working with a pricing strategist or a business strategist, that accountant, and being very clear on your numbers because there's nothing worse than plucking a number from thin air and those don't even cover your monthly costs. And then you get into that cycle of, well, I need to work uh, 60 hours a week to be able to afford the bare minimum. And that's not why you started yeah. your business. There's so many women that we have worked with that are charging just so that they can pay their bills, just so that they can yeah. get stuff covered. And for me, I'm, I'm flabbergasted with that because your business is there to build, help you build the life that you've wanted. And if you're not charging accordingly, you are actually making so much less than if you were to just have a job. Yeah, because if we don't change that relationship with money, we sit and think about what is it that I want from this? Why am I doing this in the first place? I can never work on the business because I'm always hustling to try and get money to pay that thing. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm always trying to pay that bill or I want to do that course, but actually something else comes in. So I can't pay for that course or my laptop needs replacing. I don't want that money that I was saving for that program. I can't do because I've got to pay for that thing. You're always trying to catch up with yourself. And sitting down and actually just looking at changing your relationship with money. And I think what we do is we go, I want to earn a million dollars. And then that stops. Mm. You know, I want to earn a million dollars. I want a speedboat. I want uh, three houses in the south of France. And it stops. Whereas actually the stage before that is starting to, to look at how you talk to yourself around money. You have to do that piece of work first. So looking at the fact that you have contemplated what it is you want to earn and you've looked at how you feel when you talk to yourself about earning that amount of money. Because mm. you'll immediately, if you say, I want to make a million dollars, I want to earn a million dollars or have three houses in the south of France, you're going to say, but I can't because I don't know how. And that's so far yeah. off. This grand, massive dream of mine. But I think it also is conversation 
around being able to be a business owner and not an employee. So we'll probably say this like a thousand times and never being able to work on your business does not give you the opportunities to make more money at all. You're just an employee doing tasks, trying to get work done. That's mm-hmm. that's the reality of it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just, just a dog. Yeah. Oh my God. I think about some of the conversations we've just very recently had about working on the business and the fear of if I work on the business, what money am I missing out on? Yes. Yes. Man, that feels heavy to me because I remember that feeling. I remember the feeling of, oh my God, if I take off a few hours a week to work on the business, holy shit, what do I, what does working on the business mean in the first place? Oh God, surely I should know that by now. But also I could be hustling, emailing, getting clients in that time and I'll miss out on them. They might have gone. They might never come back through the door. Somebody else will have them. That scared feeling if I don't constantly keep on the ball of working on, doing tasks, sending the email, seeing the clients working on the business and looking at it from like an overarching overall plan. I will be missing out on money that I could be making. That again comes down to looking at your business as an employee, not a business owner. Yep. Yeah. You equate hours to your rate, not I own a business and hourly rate doesn't fucking matter. There's, I mean, there's so much we can say about that, but it also comes down to the boundaries. Not only boundaries around the work that you do. So as in working on your business versus in your business, But boundaries are also hugely affected by money, hugely. And what would you say are boundaries that you wish more business owners had around money? Not accepting anything and everything. That's a big one. Oh, I'll just say yes to all this stuff. And once that's finished, then I'll start working on my business or saying no. But I'll just finish these accepting of all these things that have just come in. Mm. I don't really like that work. I don't really like that person. They're not paying me very well, but I'll just finish these. Mm. That is never going to happen. Never, ever going to happen. Because, you know, eventually I think it's going to change in the future somehow, somewhere, but I'll just keep doing this thing that I'm doing. It it won't. It won't. I did it. I just kept taking more, 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 more. And that list just kept growing more, 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 more. Oh God, I've promised all these people. Do you remember that last piece of work I did? I won't mention who the business was, but the last piece of work I did, I was like, I've got to do this piece of work. And it's like three months long. And when that third month came along, you were like, and you are out. (laughs) (laughs) You are gone. No more. I had to like like bolt the door shut and say, no more. I'm not taking anything more. And the, the, oh my God, I remember some emailing me asking for work and I said no and I absolutely I'll say now shit my pants because I was like if I say no to these people are they gonna go off and tell everybody in the world that I'm now not doing any work and oh god I'm never gonna earn any money ever again Mm -hmm. it didn't happen it didn't happen yeah the stories in our brains are so loud and none of them really make sense ever because They're just there to keep you from taking action. And it's only, we only change if it's, what do you always say? If the hunger for change is bigger than your current status, then you will change. But if it doesn't, then you're going to continue on your hamster wheel until the end of time. To come to the bit that people want to know, what does it actually take to make more money in your humble, not so humble opinion? 
Jennifer? Because this is a bit people want, right? They want to know how do I make more money? Yes. It is looking at your pricing. So if you haven't raised your prices in 10 years and everything else has increased, all of your costs has increased, you need to start with that. You also need to look at the experience that you have since the last time you checked your prices. So have you, you know, went and got a master's? Have you taken courses? Have you gotten accreditation? Have you worked with 50 clients? So you need to look also at the experience in which you have and bring to the table. Other things to help you make more money is to align yourself with people who like to spend money. That's an honest answer because when you are positioning your brand or your company or whatever to work with people who don't like to spend money, it is an uphill battle 24-7 to get paid and to make money because you won't be charging what you're worth or your experience is worth. And you've got to look at how you're charging. If you're looking at hourly, why hourly? Do you charge by project? Looking at what works for you. And for me, I, I change my prices quite a bit, but also I've acquired an insane amount of experience over the last 15 years. And you fast track results now. As you work with more and more people, you learn very quickly how to help that next person that much faster. And so that also has to be a part of your pricing strategy is you're also learning how to fast track results. And that's probably one of the biggest realizations I had while working with my money mindset is it's not, oh, I'm going to charge $150 an hour. And it's like, oh my God, $150 an hour. But I'm like, we're going to talk about business strategy or team culture and training. And I'm going to help you retain your clients or your team for five years. How much money is that going to bring in? How much money is that going to save you? So you can't look at your hourly rate as it equates to your worth. So $150 an hour is not equated to your experience and your worth. It's the results that you can provide because you have so much experience in that time. That is such a good mindset shift to look at rather than starting to say, well, look at all the experience I've got. Actually saying, no, but look at the results that I provide. Mm -hmm. Such a good shift in the way that you then start to see yourself and put yourself out there. People pay for results. They pay for by emotion. You are changing their lives or helping their business or bringing joy and fulfilling a need in some way that is massive. It's not, oh, she charges $75 an hour. No way. Those aren't the people you want to work with. You want to work with the people who are ready for your impact and the results you can provide. And if you're pushing, I've been in the industry for 14 years. No one cares. (laughs) (laughs) No one cares, people. No one gives a shit. This was a heavy one, a heavy topic. I think this is just the tip of that little iceberg. We didn't want to cram your brains too full with money just yet because it's very heavy. So I think this is a really, really good place to start and think about how do your money stories affect you? daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Where do they come from? Some helpful questions that we can you can ask yourself that we talked about right at the start of this session. I'll put them in the show notes about starting to ask those questions to start to change 
the way that you now think about money, you're all thinking differently about money after this 30 minute podcast. What happens when we don't change how we feel about money? So what actually happens to our businesses? What are the boundaries that pop up for us and how those can help by setting them? And then what does it actually take to make more money? This is part one of 17. Because <laughs> Probably. Money like will pop up. We're going to do so many conversations about this because it pops up everywhere. It comes in so many different forms. And it also infiltrates into every part of your business. So this is just a good place for you to start. If you're on your journey around money or if you've never even considered thinking about how your money stories affect you. Absolutely. And know that you can come talk to us as well in the DMs if you have questions around your money story or money mindset. And it's also a fucking fantastic topic in business coaching. It's the biggest thing that holds people back from making the money that they want. If you've never done that, if you've never looked at coaching, maybe this is the sign to do so. This is your sign. This is the sign <laughs> that you need coaching around your money stories. But yeah, it is. It comes up a lot. It comes up with women that we've worked with who've been in business for five seconds and for 500 years. It infiltrates all parts, but there are loads of different really awesome ways that you can start to think about it this is the start of your journey good luck you do not have to do everything in your business getting support no matter how small it is will help you grow get your time back and allow you to step in and stay in your ceo space for good you deserve to have the time and freedom you want to enjoy the life and business you're creating we currently have spots for our two-on-one private coaching if you're wanting to explore examine and expand your business then investing in yourself might be the first step. Come and find us on Instagram at JJ Excellent Adventure and flick us a friendly DM to start your journey with us.